This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast, where we talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. And we're drinking! <laughs> yeah, little Elijah Craig today. And we're drinking. Um, Chris <laughs> goes to, so we had dinner, and then uh, he goes to pour us a little shot of whiskey. A little bit, a little, a little shot. And then he goes, no, we're adults. We we're drink out of- We're drinking adult glasses. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to drink out of regular glass. So he pours the shots into the regular glasses, and then he grabs the, the whiskey bottle and goes, meh, and then adds like a little bit. extra a little bit. to it's each one. It's still a normal, a normal amount. Yeah, perfectly normal It amount. just helps to keep the whole thing going, the, the podcast going. That's right. You know? <laughs> keeps it rolling. Keeps it rolling. So this week we're doing a, a potpourri. Potpourri, if a you will. Potpourri. A potent potable. Potables. Potent potables. Um so essentially, you know, there is no topic. We we spent some time trying to come up with like a coherent uh topic and it wasn't really happening. And so we were like, oh, let's just hit record and see what happens. The hard thing with topics too, so, a lot of times, is like, you know, we came up with plenty of things that we could talk about for, you know, ten minutes. Right. But then it's like uh, Right, to put together a going? whole a whole episode about it. Um, and I think when something... you say put together, that gives it a little more generous than what we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and the other thing is, you know, t- there's a lot of things that we 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 ground that we have covered already that we would be covering okay. again, uh, and a lot of times that, that to me that doesn't feel it just there is stuff that we we would talk about and have talked about and do talk about um, that it's like man eh, that's just. That doesn't need to be in the podcast because we've talked about it a bunch of times, right, or right, right. It, it might be obvious to people already, or blah blah blah. So I do feel like though that like there are some things that are not fresh to us, or they feel recent, but then for new for listeners other, yeah, or old listeners, they go yeah. like. So I listened to uh, I don't know, it's like episode six or ten or oh, something the other day. Oh no, because I was I was I was changing stuff over from another drive, and so I I, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna like, listen to one of these, right? So I clicked on one of the old ones, and it's just funny. Like I I'm just yelling as loud <laughs> as I can, and the 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 volume is horrible, and the sound quality is horrible, and it's like like I said, the joy, suffering, and pain that oh, is yeah, martial yeah, yeah, art. Yeah. I was like, I forgot I said that. Like uh, I it, wonder, was that some one of the ones that we did out someplace, or was it just a no? Normal? It was it was it was it sounded quiet <laughs> you don't need to have a podcast that's done in a restaurant to sound bad at that point yeah because our yeah. our microphone right. situation yeah, was yeah, yeah. Well, it was funny because on the uh on the my computer i had the volume up all the way with headphones and i was like oh that is quiet oh boy yeah so, i can't you know, imagine yeah. people listening to those early days and then just being like anyone who stuck with us yeah that's like I don't know if that's like, uh, you know, thumbs up to them. Grant, Grant Templin and um, Lenny Acuna right. both have. Yeah. Or, and also thumbs up to us for having content that was good enough to get people to like, we're going to come back next week, even well, though they just did that. I just think there were no Aikido podcasts. That's and so it was true. like, they were like <laughs> just well, had no choice at that time. There's a lot now. I, I yeah. looked, I was like, oh, it's quite a few. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, we got to throw down the gauntlet then, challenge them all. Yeah. To a, there can be only one. To a whiskey off. I, I Who can drink more whiskey in podcast? Oh, Yikes. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to win that. I mean, Chris is, would be a strong competitor. I don't know. <laughs> Josh I, and I would be would tap yeah, out I'd probably have a good, you know, 30 minutes of drinking <laughs> before it's sleepy time. So, so what I thought we could do uh, is just sort of talk a little bit, each of us individually, about, you know... What's going on with our Aikido these days? Where where's our head at with uh, what how we're approaching Aikido? What we're thinking about? How how we're um, kind of interacting with our training and and everything else right now? I think that would be fun. I don't want to go first though. Okay, Maya. Sure. Um, I think for me, I think I know where I should be at, and then I know where I actually am at. And I, I mean, as my uh, black belt test is coming up, I know that I should be on the preparation path. On the preparation yeah. path, but I, I don't. I haven't quite gotten into the like gearing in headspace. Actually, Josh and I were talking about this last week or whatever. I was saying, man, I, I need to start like, you know, doing extra practices because we, you know, we're doing a little bit less per week 
Aikido than we were before the pandemic. So I, there just hasn't been as much chance yeah. to do those things. So I was telling Josh, we're going to need to, you know, buckle down and, you know, go over some forms. We're going to need to buckle down. I yes, like we that. are. <laughs> we. we. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, definitely, yeah, getting into that, uh, that training space that like. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've definitely like, you know, I think you know, as it is with probably many teachers, like we kind of go where, where Chris's interest lies a lot of the time. And we've been doing more weapons. And, and then now that we've got the Taijutsu class back, we're doing some more like live-ish stuff. And so the forms are pretty rusty. <laughs> so Yeah, a lot of the things that you would be asked, uh, that you might be called upon to demonstrate in a uh, test like that, haven't done in a while. Um, haven't been right. You, you know the technical sort of things might be a little rusty. So yeah, that's definitely. Maybe um, I should just spring your black belt on you just one day and, see and because because it's like it's not a matter of rust. Your black belt. You I mean that is, that is true. that is a hundred percent. And I mean, so the thing about it, 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 it tomorrow, John. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> um, the thing about it though is is you're probably. Like, Chris, is, you're probably in a better space than you think you are. You know, like, yeah. you probably think you're rusty. But it, for certain, from a understanding standpoint, from a, 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 like, you were probably spending more time in Aikido yeah. now than you have ever been, even if you're not doing it every day, you know, if that Yeah, makes no, sense. no, I definitely did feel like, like, so there was a point, obviously, over the pandemic where we weren't doing um where we weren't doing aikido at all and then we were just doing like weapons class um and josh and i were doing some different little sparring on our own and um and when we came back to doing like more taijutsu stuff i was like hey i don't actually feel as shitty and horrible as i expected to um and that was i think partially due to just like doing other martial arts that you know i'm just more used to using my body or i've kept using it so i think that that definitely helps and we're always talking about it we're always thinking about it we're always like You know, I mean, at least once a week on the podcast, we're delving deep. But then, you know, I'm sure every day, at least every time that we're in class, you know, we have Aikido class, we're talking about it, thinking about it, blah, 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 plugging into it. And I'm sure that like outside of that, between you and Chris and whoever else, that's also happening. Yeah. So the, the, the talking part is definitely not the part that I'm worried about. I mean, not that right. I'm really, I would say I'm worried. I just, I know that I need to polish. Right. And, you know, I, I want, I want to, I mean, if, if Chris said, well, do you want to do your black belt test, you know, next week, I would say, fuck no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't, I don't, I don't want, I want to be a good representation of like what we do. And I, I don't feel like I'm quite polished yet. So mm. that's so where that. you should be. That's where you should be. Yeah. Um, and you have some time. Yeah, I would say though, like it's like two weeks from now. <laughs> don't please don't. don't oh, leave. I mean, twenty six hours. So. No, right, right. stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have man. at least three months. Here's here's the thing. Even <laughs> oh, shit, even if fast. you don't uh, give her the test tomorrow, at some point you should just like even uh, like call call her up and be like, yeah. "All right, Maya, <laughs> do a demonstration, please." Yeah. Let's see, twelve ekios. <laughs> That's I a lot see. of ekios. That's all the ekios. Do omotes and uras count as separate? No. Damn it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that all being said, though, I, I do feel like I am, like at least when we're in class, more in the headspace of like thinking about how to teach and, and, and talk about Aikido to other people and help them to get things in an expedient and uh, in a way that makes sense to them. Um, so that's where I would say I'm at with mm-hmm. Aikido is very much like like figuring out how to, you know, see where people are at, speak their language, you know, tell them what they need to, to say, you know, because it's easy to be like, yeah, I understand this. And then when someone's having a problem, like quickly diagnose the issue and then give them an, uh, a helping hand in a way that actually like makes sense yeah. to them. Because it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, do this. And then you see the blank look go over their face and, you know, that that, that means nothing to them. So right. that's what, what I am It's been interesting in. lately, I feel like, uh, just for the sake of who is uh, in class and stuff, um, there's been a lot of that kind of 
thing happening, mm-hmm. partly because uh, of who's in class and also partly because of the material that we're doing um, is being presented slightly differently, um, which is forcing uh, everyone to, to kind of have to uh, step into that role a little bit more. It feels like to me anyway. Yeah, I think um, it's right. And, and so you see everybody uh, at, at all levels like stepping in that role and helping the person, you know, either equal to them or below them, depending on, you know, how it is, uh, kind of figure, figure some stuff out, which has been really nice to see, you know, um, I've also been trying to start like addressing or like teaching via like the, the nonverbal aspect, like providing ukemi or providing whatever to, to kind of nudge someone in the right direction rather than just telling them Mm -hmm. uh chris and i were talking about this like a week ago um that you were very talky school you know we love it we're very casual and we we talk a lot and we (laughs) we, yeah exactly we like to talk so you know there's lots of conversations that go on on the mat and and you know he was saying for most schools that's not the case and that's very foreign to us the idea of hardly talking when we're you know you know working on forms or Mm -hmm. drilling or whatever um, so, so it's been interesting to try and like, I don't know, we have one student who's a teenager and he's, um, sort of like, doesn't take very well to direct, um, material, like pointers. I don't know how to say that. Like he, he, he doesn't take well to, to just like, Hey, you should do this. Like, and it's not that he doesn't take it. It's just like, you can tell it's like, he's bothered or, you know, whatever. And he's not interested, like really interested in you know, that. And so instead I'll try and, you know, provide the situation. Get to it in a different way. Right. Yeah. Provide the situation such that he has to kind of see the problem and then he can try and figure out or just ask me, let him ask me. That's a, know? it's a super good tool to master. You know, like I, I learned it when I was doing regular Aikido, but uh, at seminars, it's been very handy to me. Like when I'm doing someone else's seminar, because it's a it's kind of um, impolite to to right. tell it's, someone else's student, um, you know. Um, like, actually, you're supposed to yeah. do sankyo this way. Yeah. Right, like, right, right, and right. so yeah. instead of telling people, I just provide a new kimi that nudges them in a direction, and then they usually come to the conclusions all on their own. Like, oh, I should do this. Yeah, yeah. try it. See if it works. Yeah, and also, I mean, to be fair, I, I also appreciate that <laughs> as <fair>. the. <laughs> I Sorry. also appreciate that as the student. Like, I it is nice. Like learning for me like i like to get it on my own if i can i'm coming to the point where i want to get it on my own i should be able to get it on my own so just having someone sort of let me fuck up and figure it out is good for me so i want to be able to provide that going the opposite direction yeah for sure Um, so uh so you're getting ready for your black belt test yes and you're putting pressure on yourself that way yeah yes um, you're trying to learn uh, nonverbal communication of techniques to people. Yes. Um, and working on teaching. And working on teaching. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Chris, you want to go? Sure. Um, so I am working on um, a whole other way to teach Aikido. Um, so uh, I, 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 I now am 100% comfortable and have been for the last several years with my approach to Aikido um, and what I think Aikido is and I'm really clear about what it is and I'm really clear in explaining to other people and spent a lot of time doing that. And so now I've really started to take on this uh, new way to teach Aikido and uh, I think there's a lot of things in the modern world that are really useful to Aikido practitioners that we aren't taking advantage of, you know, and, and I'm not talking about like double legs or hybridizing Aikido, but I'm talking about using training methods that exist in other things to improve the techniques and the things that already exist in Aikido. So, so for example, I've been looking at a lot of, uh, uh, football drills and agility drills and, uh, stuff like that. And, and, and putting those into Aikido and figuring out how we can make better athletes out of our, our Aikido practitioners. Um, and then, also, how I can uh, develop further this sport Aikido thing I'm working on and how I can uh, uh, community build. So community builds like a big thing that I'm into right now, which is like, how do I uh, assess the kinds of people who are in the school? Um, what roles need to be filled in the school? Who's good at doing that? Um, and then taking advantage of everybody uh 
to their to their utmost ability personally you know so if you have personable people putting them in charge of dealing with new people and if you have you know strict people putting them in charge of making sure people follow the rules or you know like so so learning to maximize the community and and kind of facilitate for everyone to to fill the roles they're good at mm -hmm. um, so tons and tons of community building stuff and um, how I approach and teach Aikido. Can you talk more about um, the, like looking at other stuff for, f to inform your Aikido practice? Like you were talking about like agility stuff mm -hmm. and football, like what is that, what is that, why are you looking at that? What does that look, look like? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so the way, you know, so I think a, a common way to change Aikido and, and, and I think this is detrimental to the martial art of Aikido is to say, uh, what do, what does Aikido need? And then to randomly pick something and then try and put it in Aikido. So Aikido doesn't have double leg takedowns. All right. So let's learn double leg takedowns and put them in Aikido. It's systematically problematic because why did you put it in there? Are double leg takedowns a part of Aikido? And there, then there is already an answer for it. It's just not the answer that you you think. Right, you right, know. right, right. For the kind of problem that is solved in unarmed one-on-one -on -one martial arts with a double leg takedown, that problem is solved in Aikido, but in another way because right, it's right, not focusing right, right. on unarmed one-on-one -on -one situations. So, um, so I think that's a real common way to do it. And I tried that years ago, you know, um, and I realized pretty quickly that the more shit I tried to add to Aikido, the more I was fucking it up. Like, so the more the less it became, right. the less it was Aikido. Right. And the more, yeah, and the more like I had to fix something else, you know? So it's like, it's like when you, instead of just replacing a pipe in your house, you keep duct taping a pipe, you know, and then that just, you know, another right. one has to go over right. here you have or to maybe add stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. In order yeah. to fix the pro the. You added something to fix the problem, but because you added that, it creates another right, problem exactly that you have right. to then fix. That creates another problem, exactly right? And it's just a never-ending loop. And so I was, I was in this this never-ending loop of terror for a while, and um, and then I realized at one point that what I needed to actually do was totally simplify Aikido. So what I did was. I looked at all the styles of Aikido and looked at what they had and looked at what tools I needed from all the different styles to fill problems that I had. And then I tried to put nothing else in. And I spent maybe 10 years cutting stuff out of it, like cutting any extra stuff out of it until I had it down to a really lean form that I think is really representative of what you would see Aikido anywhere, you know? So, I mean, maybe the names are different and maybe the emphasis is probably definitely different in our school, but I think anyone could look at the stuff we're doing and go like, oh yeah, we have that's that stuff. Clearly, we do that yeah. stuff, you know, like that's Aikido. So, and also students uh, from our schools going out right. could go to another place and be like, oh yeah, I've done that. Right. I, I, right. I, and it's not too terribly yeah. foreign, you know, and there's only so much you can do with that, but that's kind of been my goal is to kind of make this really lean Aikido system. And so I did that and I'm real comfortable with it. But now it's like, well... How do you actually get better at footwork beyond what already exists in Aikido? Right. Not not different footwork, but how do we get better how at what we work? already have? Yeah, because um, we have a skeleton of footwork sure, stuff. Absolutely, but it's we not, do. Um, but no one does it. <laughs> there's not much meat on those bones. You know, that's right. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I've done that skeleton to death. I mean, I I can teach classes upon classes on just footwork. Um, but the truth is that's really rudimentary. And so like, how do we move beyond that rudimentary phase? And, and it's not that the basics are changing. It's the way in which we train the basics that's changing. And so, um, you know, looking at learning to have quick feet and things like ladder drills or corner drills, or, you know, a lot of stuff that exists, slalom drills that exists in, in other like sports, um, could be useful to Aikido, you know? And so, uh -huh. so, that's what I'm trying to do. And and I'm taking the models of those things from, say, football or soccer or whatever. And then I'm taking that model and I'm saying, what is the Aikido problem that needs that kind of action, right? So right. I'm trying to understand what they're doing and trying to understand what we need and then making a drill that makes our guys do it better, right? Right. So like last night, for example, we did a corner drill where basically I created a corner and then the objective was to trick the guy as to which side you were going to and also how to coordinate the weapon with that, right? So it was all, it was basically Gyaku Yokoman over and over right, and over. Right. And it was a Irimi step over and over and over, but it was done in a way that makes the students get athletically better at doing it as opposed to just right. here's the form. Right. And also like that is a taxing thing. Um, and people won't maybe recognize it, but 
if you have never moved around and tried to hit someone with a wet like with oh, a yeah. uh, a weapon of some sort like moving moving while you're doing it you will have a problem with it you will not be able to coordinate yourself in the way that you need to and swing that weapon um you just you won't because that's a, a skill set that takes some time i mean maybe there are athletic people who will get it right off uh i i don't think I did. I still haven't. Like, you know, there were times yesterday where it was like, um, my feet are doing the correct thing. My body's doing the correct thing. My hand, my arm wants to do some other mm-hmm. crazy stuff. And I think it was some of the problem, like, you, oh, like yeah. my, you were having my, where it was like, um, you know, you want, you're, you want to move the right way, but you also want to hit a certain way, yeah. but it's not the way that is most efficient. You know, it's, it's hard. I think like it really took me back. Um, it's hard because, stuff like that where it's like you do want to move fast and and what what we're mocking up is something that's like this juking kind of thing that we're doing is like it's gonna be fast eventually. it happens in a it's split gonna be second. so fast um and so then you know i think like all that stuff you you know like little ladder drills that kind of stuff you you tend to want to go too fast i know that for me yesterday that's what i wanted was i wanted to go fast quickly and then my conscious mind couldn't keep up and couldn't process fix the problems right. for your unconscious right mind, yeah. and so it's like and then even slowing it down at, after a certain point i was just like i don't even know what we're supposed right. to be doing i yeah. had like <clears throat> five minutes josh and i were working together and i was like i just can't just i like, can't even just, figure this I out i have to stop here for a i literally right walked right. away i had to walk away um and so it's good i mean it's challenging stuff and it's really simple but really challenging yeah it's really simple yeah um and it's a good yeah i mean i i think it's great and I was going to say, you know, for me, like, uh, partly this this is where, where I'm at with it right now. Uh, so because you've taken apart everything, essentially, and restructured it in, in a brand new way, uh, and that's everything, from the way that you teach the forms to the way, you know, for, for weapon stuff to... Um, you know uh the drills that like everything taken apart and, and re um reconfiguring it in a way um it's re it's forcing me to have to rewire the 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 way that my mind uh operates for such things right so it's been really nice because for me it's sort of like a new it's like it's like being a beginner again in a lot of ways because it's like um everything is 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 brand new and not that everything is brand new i know how to do all the stuff but because it's presented in a new way i have to think about it in a in a a a new context or whatever um and that's really nice because it's been forced it, it sort of forces you to um not rely on the sort of programs you know because right. we all have the programs that we run um and it's easy enough to just rely on the programs and you can get really good at at doing the programs you can get so good that you convince yourself that you're doing something that you're right. not doing that's exactly right <laughs> and it's only when those programs are are uh shaken and then uh reset that you realize like oh i'm not ee, ah you know yeah and then and so then you have to to reset and so for me it's been the last you know over the summer and, and into now has been really awesome because it's been really like forcing me. It's been difficult in a lot of ways. And I find myself like struggling, um, you know, to not like to keep up or whatever, but struggling to get where I want to be, to feel kind of comfortable with, with things. Um, and it's been really, it's been nice because it's been like, Oh yeah. Th- like this is all stuff that I know, obviously, um, it's all stuff I can do because I've done it. Um, it's all stuff I can do okay probably in a live thing. But in this context, it's like, e, I'm struggling again. Like, the, you know, when I started and I couldn't figure out how to grab someone right, properly. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Like, it sucks. Yes. Because you don't like it. Because you don't like standing there for five minutes going, <laughs> what, how am I even supposed to Me. move, right? <laughs> like... That's a terrible feeling, but at the same yeah. time, it's like once that breaks and you 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 hit you like you you lock it in your body, what you're supposed to do, then it's like there's a whole new thing that you can access anytime. Right, that's yeah. right. And it becomes like it's awesome. Um, so that's been really really nice to be able to work on those things. And it's been like I said, it's been difficult. I feel like 
this last however long of training has been probably the most difficult like set sense you know probably like preparing for my black belt or maybe even before that like the first cue stuff where it was you know um things that were just slightly outside of my reach right, i couldn't right. get there um i could see them i could you know but i couldn't get there and that's how i feel now with some of the stuff and and it's great like that's the thing that keeps you coming back which is like oh man we're doing something and that's why i really like these drills too because it's like um you're not going to be good at them right (laughs) you know like you're just not and and like and that sucks and a lot of people would be like well then like what you know and it and it can get you down um if you just keep doing it and you feel like i'm just i i'm not getting this i'm just but once you start getting it, once you start getting it, then you see there's the breakthrough, there's the breakthrough, there's the breakthrough. Right, right. And then suddenly you're going to be a lot better than you were yeah. were before. Um, it seems like it's a double-edged sword, you know, this like getting to a certain place in Aikido where you feel like you know most things. Like it's a double-edged sword because on one hand you get to kind of consistently pad your own ego because you go in class and you do pretty well and you teach somebody something and you feel like, oh, look at me go. Pat myself on the back, woo, right. you know. Um, but at the same time, you there's a little bit of less of that zest because it's like, well, you know, it's not like I, I I learned a new facet of something, but I didn't learn anything new, new, you know. And it's like it's kind of that like, okay, you know, there's less of that like like Josh kind of talks about like not as much of that like exciting new delicious stuff, right. you know. But I feel like like what we did last night, even though. It's, I mean, it is stuff that we've seen before. It did feel really new because it was, we're doing it in a way that was much more like live and, and difficult and, and, you know, uh, taxing and, you know, uh, it was like, it brought back some of that zest, but at the same time, also that like, you know, ego, uh, shittiness, yeah. <laughs> which is, but I feel like that's the thing for me anyway. That's the thing, like, you know, like anytime I can be reminded that I'm not as awesome as I think I am, (laughs) like it feels shitty and no one likes it. But at the same time, like, that's the thing, like, that's the part where it's like, whoo, afterwards, you know, like, especially if you can overcome it, you know, especially if you sure. And I feel like for me anyway, um, I struggle with that, like getting locked into the locked into the patterns, locked into the program, locked into the like, whatever of. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and I mean that, I don't just mean that in like the form capacity of it, you know, because a lot of times what will happen with me is like, I will do the thing that feels correct. Okay. Um, but it's not the thing that we're training. Right. But it's the thing that I know that feels bodily correct. Mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. do it. Um, and so, being able to switch back and forth between the uh, my conscious and unconscious mind to be and have the conscious mind part be able to take over when it needs to is a big thing for me, um, and so I feel like this is really helping that. You know, yeah, yeah, I think it's a big thing for everybody. I think that's a thing we don't pay enough attention to. Like, that's a real skill to be able to switch over and like you know I always say it's like you know your your conscious mind and unconscious mind have to make friends and trust each other. So when um, your conscious mind can't do something, it can relinquish power to your to your unconscious mind or vice versa, right? right? And that, that, yeah, that is a really hard, and that's where, you know, when people, they get caught with stuff, is that those moments where one or the other is not working in the way it's supposed to. Right. Um, and for live stuff, you know, a lot of times you can just sort of, Uh, yeah you could fake it you could just shut off the conscious mind and if you're good enough and this is what i'm sort of talking about it's like if you have enough skill you could shut off your conscious mind and just do whatever and and a the correct thing will usually like pan out for you right right but there are times when it's like for whatever reason you need to do something that is different than that um maybe it's to there's someone else coming and so you know and they're situated in a way where it is not the ideal movement for you to make, right? Um, and it feels much better for you to go to the left than to the right. But if you go to the left, you're going to get caught. So you have to be able to see right. that and go, well, no, I can't go that way that's and right. switch, even though it feels terrible, right. you know? Right. So that's been a lot of like stuff that I've been going through lately. Um, and it's, yeah. it's been awesome. I mean, that's something like, I don't know, I feel like we talk about this all the time. Uh, maybe Josh and I are. Josh and Chris and I like 
this that that skill set of being able to take really good ukemi in front of the class is exactly that like and <laughs> anyone that's in our classes will hear chris be like okay not that nope nope start over nope okay uh josh nope 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 all right yeah. let's switch and then you yes have to, let's, I mean, right yeah that's usually what ends yes. up happening is yes like, let's switch chris will be like all right you attack me so i can show you what you know because you know whatever chris wants to show is not what you you know either Joshua or I or whoever's taking Kemi is providing or correctly kind of setting up whatever situation Chris wants and it's really fucking difficult to to be in the moment and to pay attention right. and to like because it requires some amount of like prediction because you have to go what is Chris trying to teach how what where is he going with his lesson so that I can uh, anticipate the best way to right. provide the situation but at the same time i don't want to think too many steps ahead because if i think he because you know all his lessons can take multiple paths mm -hmm. and it's not like he hasn't planned out or is telling us like so it's like it could go one direction or the other and you know easily both could be correct so if i well, start providing new chemi for you know something else then it's like no no not that right <laughs> and it's well, difficult <laughs> and a lot of times it's like the thing that you're showing is a, uh, a failure or the thing that you're showing right, is, a, right, is right. a bad response. Right. Yes. And so as the guy giving the thing, I want to do the good response. Right. Yes. Like, right. I don't want to, like, open myself up for an attack. Right. But what you're showing is that setup of the attack. So right. that's a lot of times what will happen, which is, mm -hmm. like, don't do. Don't do the thing you know you should thing. do. Right. Again, don't do the thing that feels correct. <laughs> do so, do the thing that will probably most likely happen when your brain's freaking out and you just have to make a, a reaction, you know? Yeah. It's a really, like, hard state to, to hold yourself in that you, you know, like, walk in that tightrope between just just kind of chilling out and doing what feels right or to be completely mentally in the game and going, what's he going to do? Let me think three steps ahead, you know? Like, either of those are... A bad way to go especially when it's something that's in real time and physical and right. happening quickly right and if there's you know weapons involved and it's like well shit maybe i'll get my hand hit here in front of the class right <laughs> <laughs> and that's not so fun either well and i think that 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 is also a thing that can happen depending on where you're at in training you know because there are some days when you will show up at, at least for me where i will show up and it's just like Today, what I want to do today is just unplug and let my right, right, like, right, right. like yep. subconscious uh, do all the stuff. That's what I want to do today. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think that's the, and, and, you know, as we, as we get into a different place, I want to have just a live training class that you can do that every time you come in. You're not learning anything other than going through your unconscious right, right, process. Right. You're just you know. practicing yeah. that Just stuff. practicing, right. yep. Yeah. But in the meantime, <laughs> right, right, there right. has to be, you know, yeah. and so a lot of times that's where I'll come up against stuff, which is like, what I want to do is just unplug and go through and, and, and practice, but that's not what we're doing. Right. And so I have to like, hard. I have to like shift back and forth. Um, and especially like I was saying now, where all of us are being sort of tasked with whether you know, like planned or not, but being tasked with helping each other kind of uh, navigate stuff, there's, you got to switch back and forth between those. And that, and, and that's a big thing, like switching from the, like, uh, teaching seeing mode, yeah. like, right into the doing mode, like, right. you know. Yeah. One of the hardest so. things for me is like, we're in the midst of like a Joe form or something and I'm you know it's less bad now because we've been doing the Joe forms again for a while and so it doesn't take much thought for me to, to do my side but it's still like trying to narrate while we're doing it what what I'm doing and what they're doing and like as we're going through the form and trying to remind them like that's requires like both my unconscious mind to run smoothly but also my conscious mind to stay present and narrate see problems motion <laughs> yeah I, I guess I would say that's also like going back to the original question, like that is another thing that I'm working on, like, and this, I guess has less to do with Aikido, but just in life, but trying to trust my unconscious mind to do things okay. And also to, um, to let the two work really nicely together. Yeah. And that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Cause generally, I mean, yeah, I think generally it's like, especially in training, it's one or it's one or the other. 
And it's like, it really, for me anyway, it's like a switch. Right. I can have one on or I can have the other on. Right. Um, but once I'm, once it's on and I'm in it, then that's what I'm doing, you know? Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, it's funny. I used to always describe this. I guess I don't do this so much anymore, but I used to always talk about like doing Giawaza and I'll be doing Giawaza perfectly. And then all of a sudden I would say, oh, I'm doing that perfectly. And then it would <laughs> go to shit, worst. you know? Right, right. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I didn't know forever what that was, but I mean, it's just my unconscious mind was doing the work and my conscious mind was along for the ride. And then my conscious mind decided to suck up some extra right. juice. Said, hey. Yeah. And so that denied my unconscious mind that, you know, processing right. power. And so then all of a sudden, of course, I went to crap because I decided to do extra stuff. Um, and so it's like, you know, that it's, it's like this fine line you're always trying to stay on where your conscious mind's totally aware of what's going on, but it's not doing anything. Right. You know, it's not trying to take the reins. And it's a little bitch. It likes to come it, out and play. I was just going to say, I was just going to say that like, I think the conscious mind's where like all that ego bullshit lies and all yes. the like, I'm doing well. Oh no, I'm doing bad. Like, yes. I have this thing and, and I've talked to other people about it and I, I don't know what it is. So I used to play piano as a kid and um, I started in like fifth grade, like at like nine years old. Um, and I used to, I've performed before that, you know, did like little choir things and little, you know, peach blossom, all that shit. And I don't ever remember being nervous for, for any little chorus performance or little, you know, whatever. I was never nervous. I never gave a shit. Um, but after a certain point, like playing piano specifically like i remember i had a perform like you know one of my yearly performances and all of a sudden i was nervous yeah, really nervous yeah. and it was really difficult for me to to stay like let my unconscious mind do what it had practiced you know <laughs> night after night play my little piano song without my conscious mind popping in and going don't fuck up right, don't fuck up right and Which I had, fuck up. Yes. Meant, yeah. I had one performance that I was really nervous about and I fucked up and I swear to God, I ran off the stage and uh -huh. was like, started crying. Uh -huh. And like, it was like not a big deal. My family was like, oh, you did such a great job. We didn't even notice. Yeah. But it's like my, my conscious. Did my, you say you liars? You fucking <laughs> noticed. You noticed. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, I think, I, you know, I had a similar experience as a musician, you know, so I've been performing since, you know, whatever, 14, like whatever. Uh, on stage and uh as as a sort of frontman singer part of the don't i cannot think really of a time that i was really nervous i just go out and do it the first time that i uh played guitar and sang and uh -huh. did like a little it was like i don't know like my hands suddenly couldn't work like you know everything yeah. it was just that little flip of it where it was like suddenly i'm doing something different than i'm uh, completely comfortable with. Yep. And, um, you know, you have to kind of get over that, you know, yeah. get through it. And it's, it can be difficult. Yeah. It's funny. That's kind of a, its own skill set. I don't actually think it's a skill set. I think it's a, a way that you, you prepare your mind. But, like, it's its own thing because it's like, you know, if you're just always used to doing some performance or some kind of thing that might make other people nervous and it doesn't bother you – you're not really getting better at that at all. You're just you're just Correct. able to do you're it. You're just doing it. But it's yeah. like it's like that can creep up on you at any point. And yes. then when it does, can you not lose your shit right. when it does? And that's kind of my thing is like I have this theory that like at some point kids become not that we're not self-aware before a certain point, but like at some point you develop a sense of embarrassment and self-awareness and ego and shame. like the shame. Yeah, shame. exactly. No, no shit. Cause I remember talking, sitting, talking to another piano student and the kid recounted a similar experience where they weren't no ever nervous. And then all of a sudden they were super fucking nervous yeah. one time. And so it's like, I think there's something about like, at some point we go like our conscious mind gets this inflated sense of who they are and mm -hmm. you become suddenly aware and with a thing like piano that you're still learning you're not very good at you go like you you start to doubt your unconscious mind's ability right you know and this is like i think also why like kids smart kids breeze through school and it's it's not conscious ability it's unconscious like they're just quick and they they don't study for tests they just do stuff because it's just like quick and easy and unconscious and they don't work it doesn't require any thought but that's this is what you're saying is like when the rubber meets right. the road At a certain and certain point yeah it becomes difficult and you actually have to like push through something like do you have the the wherewithal do you have the like grit to push that ego bullshit aside 
and buckle down and solve the yeah. problem well, do and we need to do. We, we see this in Aikido all the time. We see it all the time in Aikido where someone, you know, like, especially in Giyawaza, but, in, you know, where um, the thing doesn't work out the way that, that, you're, that, yep. that it normally does and you freeze. Yeah. And yeah. we see it in live training all the time where it's like um, you, two people are coming to get you. They're going to put you on the ground or in the wall. You have to move, right? Um, you, if, if you do not move instantly, you're going to get done. And what happens? Your, you know, your conscious mind takes over and goes, what am I going to? And then you're, you're done already, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, we, we definitely see it. I mean, it is a thing and it exists. And I do think that, yeah, you're right in that, like, you always have to be, like testing that that limit yeah you always have to be pushing it you know um and for us in the weapons training you know we talk about like the there are moments of surprise in the forms that Uh and uh if you don't allow yourself those moments you're never going to understand what the form is really teaching you right and so you have to but that becomes difficult because it's like well, I know what I I know what I need to do to win, win in right, quotes. Right, right, right. Um, so why would I do anything else? But what you need to do is like I'm just gonna make this this cut. When I notice that that's not gonna work, I switch to something else. Right. And that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Like you know, you know, it's funny too. Is it, it, I agree 100. percent It's super hard to do that. But when you can ride that. You notice them moving so much oh, better yeah, 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 yeah. than when you're in some weird program thing, you know? Because if you're in a program thing and they do something different, it's like you were asleep while they were yeah, doing yes, that yeah, thing. Yeah. Yes. But if you allow for the surprise, you're watching them the whole time and you're like, oh, yeah, he's moving now. I, I can easily deal with this. Yeah, you're 100% present. Yeah. I feel like that, you know, like <laughs> Chris, you always make this joke of like, oh, cinchy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Ooh, that's so cinchy. Yeah, like, cinchy. like ki- especially kids, but like people get it in their heads like, oh, I got it. Like, I don't need, you know, I don't need any help. I, I-, I got this form on lock. I'm whatever. But it's like, it's funny because I think people get into that with any sort of like exercise, any sort of martial art. Like, it's really easy to get in that mindset of like, oh, yeah, whatever. I got it. And I it's like, it. that is when you stop growing. That's like, right. I think about the kids and we do a little exercise stretching class and all the time I look over at the kid, some of the kids that, that, that will do the class with us and it's like, like, oh man, you're not challenging yourself at all. And like, yes, you're right. You are very flexible, but you could be more flexible if you like actually did the stretch right. Or, you know, you could be, <laughs> you could be better at pushups if you actually did the pushups right, That's right. you That's know, right. but we come up to that line of like, it, yeah, it sucks and or then whatever, you, you just yeah. want to buckle yeah. you know well i'm good at this so why should i make it sucky for myself right exactly right but but i always find again that it's those moments of when you uh just get i remember one time and it's the the one one of the only times this has happened to me and it was like the best and worst moment ever so i was uh doing a show and we were like doing a little teaser for the show and so um we were at this uh, place and you know they were going to call us up and we were going to do the thing and play a little song and like whatever and so we get up on the stage and we hadn't really rehearsed because we were cinchy this is cinchy cinchy. like we know we're hilarious like we're funny guys like whatever like we may have talked about it beforehand like here's what we're going to do like whatever so i get up and i have my guitar i'm going to play like whatever it's not my guitar it's someone else's guitar because like why do i need to bring my guitar like there's a guitar (laughs) there like whatever so they start, the guitar's out of tune. They're oh, like, no. whatever. There's a dude in the back <laughs> of the room who uh, thinks that we're doing a bit about how terrible we are. So he's a friend. He starts heckling us, oh, right? Oh, shit. And so it just all starts going downhill. And then the other dude who I'm on stage with, like, is uh, not like, ha- and like just deer in headlights. Right. He just like leaves. Oh my God. And so then I get off, you know, and it was this horrible thing. And then we go outside <laughs> oh and the guy in the back of the room was like, oh my God, dude, I'm sorry. I had no idea. I thought you were doing a thing. I was being funny. And I was like, no, it's fine. That to me is like one of the best experiences. I mean, at the time, uh, it did not feel good. <laughs> that was one but, of those things that you lay in bed the, that, that night and go, oh my God. But it was like such a good experience. Cause now I'm like, yeah, there are times when, so it taught me two things. One, there are times when you are not as prepared or cool or whatever as you think you are. 
And B, it doesn't it doesn't also matter. Yes. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I lived through that and it doesn't matter. No one thought less of me afterwards. In fact, most people thought like it was really funny. <laughs> right. So it's like it doesn't really matter. So uh, in some ways, it's like th- those moments are always like growth yeah. moment opportunities, but you have to be willing to take it, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I had one hard. of those. uh Whenever it was about a year ago, uh, I had to give a lecture for PG and E for self defense, oh, and uh, and you know again, it's cinchy because like I've given a million little lectures about self defense, no big deal. I show up and it's all PG and E linemen who are like the the gruffest, toughest, don't give a shit kind of dudes. <laughs> and I got there and I was like, what are these? These guys are all perfectly capable in self defense. <laughs> what the fuck any. is? What am I going to tell them? You know? And then just got up and kind of took a shit. You know? It's just like I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. You know? I mean, I didn't say that. But I did fine, but it was I I was very disappointed in myself. And so then I went home, I studied PG and E. I learned it the next day. I gave a beautiful, perfect lecture. Like it was super funny. So uh I was there for, for both days doing helping with it. And uh first day, again, like, you know, for most people, whatever, if you had seen him do these before, most people they would probably just go, Oh yeah, it was fine, it was no big deal, right? But I could tell it was like, nope. No, he does not. This is bad. <laughs> you know? good. And then the next day, it was like night and day. He comes in, and it's just ba, 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 exactly how to speak to the people in a way that they were, you know, understanding. And it was great. And it was just that idea of like he was approaching them as he would approach everyone else, and these were a different, totally different, different animal, uh, different animal, animal together. And you got to figure out what what you're doing. But um, yeah, that was. That was an awesome moment. I remember seeing Josh that day after the second seminar, and I was like, oh, hey, how'd the second one go, you know? And Josh was like, he totally different. So different. Oh, my God. Like, he well, was, was like, awesome taken too, aback. Because it was like, you had a day to do it. And it was so different night to day. I was like, when did he even have time to figure all that shit out? Like, you just had to, like, click into I a different crammed, year. I crammed. Yeah. And it, and it paid off. You know, I think the second one... But again, also again, the first, those guys first time they, you know, right, right, they right. were probably just like ah, the company. Why right, they, right, why right, did they right, put exactly us through this? Right. Year, you know, who exactly the fuck right. is this guy? Right. And it's funny though because like that's exactly what Josh is saying. Where that was a terrible moment, but it also was like you need to pay more attention to your audience. You know, like mm-hmm. it taught me that. It's like I'm, I, I want to know my audience before I go down there. You right. know, yeah, yeah, cool. Well. Oh yeah, we're at this seven minutes. This uh, was so, yeah. a lot of fun, considering we didn't really have any go to uh, with it. Yeah, I thought it was fun, and I feel like we managed to not be too uh, tangential. Like yeah, there was a lot bad. of good Aikido stuff in it. Yeah, even though we I were talking so. about a lot yeah. of other stuff. So it's good. Let's go ahead and thank our patrons, whom make it possible for us to do. Is it whom? Let me think about it. Whomst? I believe it's whomst. <laughs> That's he that's my go-to. No, Oops. It would be who. I'm yeah. wrong. Who make it possible for us to do this uh, every week? Thank you so much to Logan Shadow Dragon Master Heinrichs. Yeah. Adam Nicholson. Matt hold Whalen. On, say, hold on. Say that. Shadow Master. What is it? Shadow Dragon Master. Shadow Dragon. That's a lot going Shadow on. Shadow Dragon Master. Yeah. Heinrichs. Shadow. Logan. Yeah, man. not a regular Dragon Master. Nope. Nope. Shadow, Shadow Dragon. Shadow Dragon Master. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, I, I dig it. I, I've said this before. That that freaks me out because first of all, his last name is similar to my last right. name, and then also when I was a kid, I had my own martial art called Shadow Dragon, that is which was the hottest martial art. And I don't know if Logan knows the martial art also, like Shadow Dragon. But uh, yeah, he knows yeah. the ancient lineage of Shadow Dragon. I feel like it, it's some it's some uh, reference to something I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's a cool pop reference right. that I don't get, but probably. Christian. But nonetheless, it, it freaks head. me out when I hear it. I'm like, oh yeah, Shadow Dragon. I uh, I saw something today. Some some um, an Aikido guy that I'm friends with on Facebook was uh, advertising his like meditation thing, and so I was reading it, and it, he was saying about like shadow. He used the word shadow work. Mm. Oh yeah, and uh, That's and it's popular. And, and, yeah, and I've I've heard it before, but like I I I was like it just it hit, hit me right. right. It hit me <laughs> right, and I was like. Fuck yeah! Now when I'm doing anything like shitty or risky or bad, <laughs> shadow work. I'm just doing some shadow work, shadow man. Work. Man, I, I love shadow work. I, like I do that, a dude. fair amount of it. <laughs> Shadows are dangerous. Man. So next time I'm having a bad time, I'm I'm doing I'm shadow just, work. I'm just doing my shadow work. Yeah. Anytime my mom goes, Damn. tisk tisk, why yeah. are you drinking shadow work? Shadow work. Shadow work, mom. 
<laughs> I feel like that needs to be a band name. Shadow, Shadow work. work. That's pretty good. All right, now we're very tangential. Start it over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Logan, Shadow Dragon Master, Heinrichs, uh, Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, The Dirt Wasp Podcast, Chris Comouth, Seagrams and Seagal Saturdays. Uh, please repeat the previous patron's name, but this time happier and with your mouth open. <laughs> Seagrams and Seagal Saturdays. Seagrams and Seagal Saturdays. Seagrams and Seagal Saturdays. <laughs> Brad V, Yara Madrona, El Terrible, Book Ferragamo, Ben, Print Open, Parentheses, Hello World, Close Parentheses, Aldrich. <laughs> Tommy Siv, Francis Cordon. I wonder if you Cordon. just opened a, a WordPress. I yeah. love that. Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Ascension Center, Barrett Liffey, Sam Sullian, Randy Stewart, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Friends, sometimes I pay attention. Mm-hmm. Martinson, mm-hmm. Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Asido, Matt Mumford, Matt Riley, Grant Templin, and Lenny Okuna. All right, right. That was good. Uh, do we have a tip of the week? Yeah, man, do some shadow work. Do some shadow work. <laughs> Don't tell people to do that. Is that really. <laughs> Don't that old prude come out? No, oh, that was dead serious. Maya, come on now. Don't God. tell people. Uh, no, but is there that a was like a, be smoking cigars and eating cheesecake. That was like, get right. your Ooh, shoes off the bed. That's like, right. Don't put your <laughs> elbows on the table. <laughs> Damn. I would never put my shoes on the bed. I have a problem even having my shoes on the floor when I'm inside my house. So. That's good. Uh, tip of, no, but uh, serious tip of the week. You got any... Uh, off of uh, any of the stuff that we talked about today. Oh, Go Chris, for Chris has one. Go for it, Chris. Ask yourself what you're working on in Aikido. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You're, I did. And then so I, sh- I tried to shut my mouth, but I'd made too big up. No, take. no, it's good. No, that's good. a great one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is. Yeah. Yeah. What's your. Um, also, uh, if you haven't already or whatever, uh, follow us on the various podcast locations and uh our... I, th- I think we're on um spotify now well yeah i added us the other day i, don't, I didn't see if we're up, okay but... yeah so you could even you could pope pari our episodes and just you know shuffle them and see what you get see what you get yeah. round robin um you may get late yeah you may get episode six where everything sounds like shit um <laughs> I think it's uh that could go on like you know yeah. one through so, seventy or something. Uh, right? I would also say because I saw it today or yesterday uh, that um, Combat Con is happening again, and I think they have opened it for like oh yeah pre sales or something. Yeah, so I think it's um it's going to be two fifty after November something, but if yeah. you get tickets now, it's two hundred bucks. Yeah. So save fifty bucks for yeah. the the big pass, the yeah. full pass, the thing. full pass. So if yeah. you are interested in going. Um, you know, that, that's a good thing. You can also send us a message if you want to know more about it and we'll tell you all about it because we've been a bunch of times. I'll forward those to Josh's email. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Uh, and all, yeah, I can, cause I'm all about it. Hell yeah. Also, anyway. if you have any questions, uh, please reach out to us, um, and on yeah, Facebook or, or whatever. yeah, whatever. Um, we'd love to answer your questions. Yeah, for sure. That's it, I guess then. That is. Tell we, we did a podcast. Huh? Hey, good job. Look at us. Hey, good. Bye-bye.